Hello again. One of uh, the distinct values of Grace Bible Church, in particular here in Midtown Campus, is the emphasis on the knowledge, the passion, and the obedience to the Word of God. In this congregation, every word spoken from this pulpit reflects the commitment that we have to the full counsel of God. We have the goal of helping people to find and follow Jesus. And we do it through the making of the teaching of the scriptures, going beyond the academic realm to the transformation of people's hearts. Today I have the privilege to invite my dear brother, OJ, to share the message of God's word with all of you. Brother OJ, we trust that God will use your effort the discipline that you took, even though you were busy, busy, busy this week. If you don't know about OJ, he's also a renowned, well-known actor. Don't laugh, it's true. But we know that you have a heart for the Lord, and the Lord will use you tremendously. Allow me to pray for him, and I'm so pleased to let you know that this is a wonderful opportunity for me to pass this microphone to the next person, people, group of people who are going to be taking the lead in teaching the Word of God. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning thanking you for your word and the way that your servant, OJ, has been preparing his heart to be used by you, Father. As he prepares to teach, I ask that you can bestow the Holy Spirit upon him, and allow him, Father, to speak your word, and allows him to be an instrument of your grace. May every word that he utters to be faithful reflection of your truth. Bless this congregation throughout the message, allowing the powerful truth of your word to resonate in our hearts, transforming us and bringing us closer to you and in the likeness of your son, Jesus Christ. And it's precisely in his holy name that we pray. And everybody says, Amen. All right, now it's on Buenos Dias. Thank you, thank you, my brother. Um, yes, and you will, you will see a dedicated group of people serving all of us, and, you know, just, we're here as many people, but una familia, amen? Uh, and, and well, I, I gotta confess, I do have some actor skills, but I'm not too good, I mean, I'm not too good, and so it was fun to be part of what Creekside and then all grace did and walk to Bethlehem, so hopefully next year we'll have it here, why not? You know, we just need a lot of actors. And so I see some people that are already looking away and you might be the one, you know. <laughs> Excellent. Well, it is, it, is, it is great, you know, to continue uh, with our uh, series of Romans. Uh, and, and I was truly blessed by going through uh, the rest of the chapter. Uh, and, and it was very encouraging for me. But uh, before we dive into this, let me tell you a little bit of what, what we will be seeing today. 
And just remember this, you know, divine strength in weakness. You know, it's through the guidance of God, the purpose, and the love that we go through our situation. So that's, that's what we're going to be um, going over this morning, you know. But remember last week, we started talking about chapter 8. And, and here are some of the things that I was able to summarize, you know. And so if you were not here last week, I do invite you to read chapter 8 of Romans. And, and, and let me just summarize this, you know. We have freedom from condemnation. Amen? Men? Yes, we have freedom from condemnation. You know, Paul emphasized that those who belong to Christ, we are free from condemnations because of what Jesus has done for us with his sacrifice. He is good, amen? We can have a life in the Spirit. You know, living by the Spirit, you know, he brings life and peace. And he transforms our lives. And he empowers us to overcome, you know, and, uh, from sinful desires. But we also have hope in the future glory. You know, us, as a believers, we are eagerly awaiting, you know, for this future glory and the redemption of our bodies, you know, and the fullness of our adoption as God's children. Uh, so, so just want to give you a little brief, you know, summary, just a, uh, we, we call it pincelazo, you know, in Spanish. It's, it's just something very quick so you can remember. But this week is, is actually very exciting. I... I, I, am, I am enjoying the Christmas season, you know, and, and as I'm enjoying the Christmas season, I have a little confession to do. Uh, we didn't have much Christmas in Guatemala. I mean, it was there, but Christmas was celebrated in a very different way. And so being able to see the Advent moment and then what truly, you know, is celebrating that a, a, a son, you know, a, a boy was given unto us, you know, and and, and their salvation, it's a great way to celebrate, right? And we still want some presents, right? Why not? But the biggest present was already given to all of us. And so just, just want to tell you that, coming from a different background, it's important for us to know that even though, you know, we are coming from different cultures, we're all here today to celebrate what Christ has done for us. Amen? And so let's go. Uh, I, I just want you to have this in your mind. This is going to be our, our, our main idea, you know. By having the right standing with God, we can embrace the journey where the Holy Spirit guides, God's purpose prevails, and He loves remains unshakable. How many of us need that this morning? I'm preaching to myself this morning, okay? And so... Uh, Let's, let's, let's dive into this, okay? Uh, you know, as we're going to go right now through Romans 8, chapter, uh, chapter 8, verses 26 to 27, if you have your Bible open in, it's either your favorite version or electronic version, let's, let's go through that, okay? And let me read. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example... We don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father, who knows all hearts, knows what the Spirit 
is saying for the Spirit, please for us, believers in harmony with God's own will. Now, when you think on the Holy Spirit, you know, we, we and that, that's not my most beautiful slider, right? But hang in there. You know, but he uh, regenerates our life. You know, he baptizes. He indwells in us. He adopts us. He seals our lives. He fills our lives. And he testifies to our spirit. And then he brings security to our life. And so those are some of the things that you can, that when you think, and there's many more, right? There's plenty more. But there's some, some of the things that I, as I was diving into this passage, I was thinking about the Holy Spirit. You know, but then there is three observations that I want to ask you to really stop for a moment and let's dig into this. When we go to verse 26, you know, the first thing that we can notice is that the Holy Spirit is to help us. Now, when we think about this, you know, we think about weakness and maybe sometimes we are faithless, you know. And Paul, in this letter, he wants us to know that even in the middle of our suffering, you know, because the people were suffering right here, you know, he wants us to know that God is faithful. Can you tell to the person next to you, God is faithful? I just want to remind you something. You are in Midtown, and here we do interact a lot. Right, Samwa? And so uh, you're going to be talking to your neighbor a lot today. You know, so bear with us. And so, you know, we are sustained by the Spirit because the Spirit also helps us, you know, in our weakness. Now, I don't know about you, you know, you might be right now going to uh, some uh, weakness or struggles because of what you are going through right now. We actually have here at Grace Bible Church something called surviving the holidays, you know. And I was talking yesterday to a friend back in Guatemala who was struggling because of the season. And so it was, it was something like, you know, I, I feel that I don't want to do anything, you know. I feel that right now, uh, uh, this, I don't know why I'm struggling so much. And, and so sometimes, you know, during this season, we look back, you know, and we see what we have lived. And, it's, and, and sometimes we don't have people that we used to. Or maybe your marriage is going through a difficult time. Maybe you're not doing too well in your finals, you know. And tomorrow, it's time to rescue the class, you know. I don't know. Maybe you're going through some, I, I see some, some yes, and that worries me. But you'll get it, okay. You'll get it done. And so, you know, sometimes all these obstacles bring weariness to our life. And then we, we usually get to pray with our own words, you know, which is, has nothing bad with it. I mean, sometimes I'm, I'm just praying, you know, and I'm like, Lord, I need, I need this, you know. And I am start praying for A, B, C, D. I have a friend who prays for the sun, for the grass, you know, for the squirrels. And we pray for all kind of things. And so we're just pouring out, you know, and we're just, we're just saying everything. But then the Holy Spirit actually helps us. He takes our prayers and he translates those prayers according to the will of God. You know, because how many of us know that if we get everything that we pray for, we'll be in trouble? I'll be in trouble, you know. My wife will not be happy with me 
If every time I want a pair of shoes, I hit, and I'm like, please, Lord, please, Lord, I'll be in debt for a hundred generations, you know? So I'm glad I'm not able to, to, to just hit everything that I pray for. That's a little joke, you know? It's, it's, it's just something that the Lord, you know, translate those for us. And then sometimes, you know, it's, it's really something that we need to understand that all these obstacles, you know, can make our prayer, you know, struggle. But this is when the Holy Spirit help us, assist us, you know, our weakness. And so, you know, we can use these weaknesses as an excuse not to pray for. How many of us has done that? I have done that. I'm like, oh, I don't feel it today, you know. I'm, I'm not there today. You know me, God. I won't pray. No, don't run away from this, you know. Don't miss the opportunity of even praying your weakness, you know. Uh, but we, there's something that we need to know. Let's not assume that every time we pray, the Holy Spirit will do everything for us. Remember that he is our helper. Amen. So there's, there's an action that we need to do. But it's a blessing for us, you know, that he allows us to pray from a heart that is freely without fear of making any mistakes, you know, because... If God answered everyone's prayer, you know, if, if this is what's happened, our prayers, you know, uh, going through the filter of the Holy Spirit, you know, God will free us from chaos. So, my brothers and sisters, let's come with a true heart, you know, and let's allow the Holy Spirit to work through this. But then let's always be prepared to pray according to God's will. We know what's God's will. I mean, if we read the Bible, You'll know, you know, that not everything is convenient for you. But one of, the, one of the other things that I want you to consider is the second one, you know. One of, this, one of the purposes of our suffering is to draw us closer to God. Now, how many of us like to suffer? I always start with this, I don't know why, you know, but nobody gets up in the morning except those who are doing the half marathon, my wife is included, you know, and she's like, I'm going to suffer today, you know. Maybe she, she was, she know what she was getting into, you know, uh, but nobody's like, I'm going to suffer today. No, no, no. I mean, we don't want that. We want to have a comfortable, happy life, you know. We don't want to see our kids struggle, but those of us who have been in difficult situations, the suffering allow us to get closer to God. I, one of the most, you know, one of the times that I have seen my parents pray most fervently is whenever one of us, you know, I'm talking about my siblings and I, we've been sick. I mean, a parent, you know, the see his kids struggle, you know, it's not going to be like, oh, he's going to be fine. We'll pray for him tomorrow, you know. No. You're going to start doing it today. You're going to be, you're, you're going to be close, as close to God as you can, you know. And so, uh, you know, if God didn't allow us to suffer, you know, we will never pray. Let's be honest. And so, I, I want to invite you to this, you know. Let's not run away from the suffering. Let's not run away, you know, from the struggles that we're having. My, my, my dear students, you know, 
you know that you're going to face those, those finals. But, I mean, you can have two attitudes, you know. Either you ignore it or you really get into it. And then once you're done, you know you're a step closer to the end, to the finish line. And then you're adhering and everything, right? But you have to go through the suffering. And so, and that applies to every area of our lives. If we are struggling right now, if we are, maybe right now, many of us, you know, we are just struggling, we might be sad, we might be, let's come together in those situations and let's go together through those situations. And we will be a step closer to see God's will and God's glory. Amen? So don't be afraid of it. You know, if you go to the gym, how many here go to the gym? I, I go sometimes. And so, yeah, yeah, come on, be brave, yeah. If you go to the gym, you know, they say, no pain, no gain, right? It's because you have to go through soreness, you know, to know that actually something is working. And if you go to the gym to walk, that's fine. You know what I mean? And then cafecito, why not? And so the third thing, you know, is the Holy Spirit intercedes for us according to the will of God. It doesn't say the will of OJ, the will of Henry, the will of Brad, right? It says according to the will of God. This means that he takes what is of God's will, the Holy Spirit, from our prayers and retranslates it into the inner thoughts to our Father. Now, God's will is not some mysterious concept, church family. Again, we can find his will in the word of God. So the more we read, the more we take time to memorize the scripture. I love coming to Samoa, you know. He has gigabytes and gigabytes of, of memory, you know, of, of Bible scriptures. I'm like, I'm thirsty. And he comes with a Bible verse, you know, like, oh, come to me, all those who are thirsty. And I'm like, all right, I'll drink water, you know. And so he, he, has, he has gigabytes, you know, and I have like few megabytes. And so I, I struggle with it. I confess, I struggle with it. But I, this is something that I have to remember. There's nothing better to remember when we're struggling or suffering than the word of God. There's nothing better. There's hundreds, thousands Millions of amazing quotes. There's nothing better than the word of God. And so I, I love when in Jude uh, 120 says, but you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. And this means, church, that we need to develop a lifestyle of prayer. I don't know how many of us, you know, we have new goals every year. So far, 10 months, no, 12 months without a soda drink. And then that was from January. And I'm like, yes. And Peyton is like, drink a soda. And I'm like, no. You know, and so next year is sugar. It's a lifestyle. It's hard to build it. It's not going to be comfortable. But this is when we ask to the Holy Spirit to help us. And he will intercede for us, you know. How many of you have little children, you know, or have had little children? I, I, I will say, you know, many here. I don't have many. I don't have small children, you know, but I see this. 
children need to eat, right? Yeah, right? I mean, they need to eat. So you need to feed them at least at least 100 times a day. And so think that every time your child, and I see some, some little kids around, think about, you know, your little kid will come to you and he says, Papa, Mama, with those beautiful eyes, saying, I'm hungry, you know? And you'll be like, oh, my cosita linda, you know, you're hungry. And so, and you will be like, okay, I will feed you. And says, you know, but I want ice cream, you know? Maybe the first time you'll be like, see me, amorcito, take some ice cream, you know? And it's like, you know, and just like, okay, now have chicken, you know? No, no, but imagine if every time your child comes and you know it's hungry, and your, your kid will ask for ice cream. Would you give ice cream every time he asks for that? If you do that, uh, you know, you're not being a great father. You're not being a good father. You're causing him, you know, from cavities to diabetes type 11 probably, you know. Because even though your children want ice cream, you know, you know that it's not the best for him. And he, he or she might cry, you know, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I know you want ice cream. You know, and she, he or she might cry, you know, do what we call berrinche, you know, go to the floor and everything. But you know that at the end, that's not the best for your kid. Well, sometimes, you know, spiritually, we're ask, asking for ice cream all the time. And we are not going to get it all the time. But we're going to get what our father considers is the best for us. And that's when the Holy Spirit intercedes for all of us, you know. Amen. This is exciting, right? I'm excited. This is, this is very challenging because it's not always what I want. And so uh, let's, go to, let's go to our thing. Let's finish him with that section, you know. We're going to go to uh, verses 28 to 30. And, and here is very, very important, very interesting, you know. But this is when God's purpose shapes our life. Now, I don't know about you, but being shaped is not, it's not easy, you know. Uh, when, when I got married, I had to leave behind, you know, a lot of things that I used to do. And I have to shape the way that I was, you know, even behaving every night, you know, because of the greater good of being a marriage, you know. And so sometimes, you know, shaping our life is going gonna, is gonna to require this constant change. But let's dive into this. And so let's read together again. There we go. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Now, you know, it's, it's very important to know, you know, that when this verse is starting, there's a conjunction, there's an and. So it's not, you know, without the and, we could use it for whatever we wanted, you know. It's like, okay, this verse knows, it says, you know, we know that God uses all things, you know. That's a little different because that conjunction is actually coming from the verse behind. And so you have to remember Verse 27, in order to go forward, you know, let's remember verse 27. And he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is. 
because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. So what does this mean? It means, you know, that the people whom God is working all things together for, you know, good of, are the same people whom the Holy Spirit is interceding for according to God's will. Now, these three elements, okay, is the heart that is known by the Father, the Spirit that intercedes for us, and the third, because this is very important, it has to be according to the will of God, you know. And so, just for you to know, with this verse, you know, there's nothing that will happen that is not according to the will of God. Am I clear? You can ask, you know, but it has to be according to the will of God. And when it's according to the will of God, it will build your life. That means that everything that we go through, even sometimes, you know, the worst kind of defeats for us, you know, God will use them and will build them in our lives according to his will. So just keep that in mind because it's important to know again this, nothing happens outside of God's plan or without his permission. Now, there's something good about all this, you know. It's something good because all these things work together to bring each one of us. As you receive Christ, you, he is bringing us more and more in conformity to Christ. And it's to bring each one of us more to his glory. So everything that we're doing right now is going to be for his glory. And that's, that's hope, you know, because, you know, it's not easy to go through life. But when you think about everything that goes through your life, that is going to be for his glory, that's more easy to accept, I would say. Now, there's something more important, you know, or there's something really important to notice here, you know. Besides that nothing happens, you know, Paul is going to conclude with something, this verse. And you will see some words that are underscore. When you see this, you know, he's talking about what, what is being called, you know, the golden chain or the eternal chain. You might call it different. But this is what describes, you know, greatest works on our behalf. Can we read together this? Are you with me? Let's do it, okay? Let's do it together. One, two, three. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son, so that he will be the firstborn among many. And this whom he predestined, he also called, and this whom he called, he also justified. And this whom he justified, he always and I just love that he pairs up things, right? Because this, this is telling us, you know, that there's a connection. There's a connection between all of this. Uh, it, it's, it, you know, it's working together. You know, it seems in connection between uh, foreknew, predestined, you know, sanctification, call, justify, glorify, you know. And this is what, what I want to bring to you. 
God didn't begin a work here in this chapter, here in Romans, you know, just to simply abandon it. What he has started in your life, for whatever you're going through right now, for whatever we're going through as a familia, what he starts, he will finish it. Amen? What, what is going, what, whatever is happening, even if right now you are in the middle, you know, of this process, you know, maybe you've been called and you're struggling, that you've been called and then you, you have to do so many things, you know, to be obedient to God, you have to quit to this many things. Everything will be fulfilled till he is glorified. Because that's the purpose of our life. That's the purpose of us coming together as a church, you know. So, and I know there's so much to look in this. In 30 minutes, I only have two hours more. And so, uh, you know, the time that I have left, I mean, bear with me, okay? And so, you might be thinking, you know, but how can I, you know, whether know if I'm for no, predestined, or call? How can I know, you know, for sure that these things are true for my life, you know? It's very important. Just to pay attention to one thing, and it's that we are justified. Amen? When you know, you know, that you've been justified by what Jesus did for you in the cross, if this is true, this being true, everything else is true. Because his word is true. And so... Maybe you might be asking yourself, like, I was, called, was I called? Was I protesting? Was I, you might be asking all this, but if you know for sure that you were justified, you know, by Christ, because this chain is a unit, you know, and cannot be broken, you, can, you should know beyond a shadow of doubt that you are a believer. So when you confess, when you believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, all this applies to you. So, we're getting there. God loves prevails, you know. This is something else. This is, we close that part of the portion, you know. And the love of God will prevail. So, I want to start with something, you know. And this is, this is something that, when, when, I, when I read about it, I just really love it, you know. Have you ever been in San Francisco? Has anyone ever been there? I see some hands. Yeah, yeah, come on. Remember, we are, come on. Yeah. We're not going to go deep right now into California or Texas. That's not the place. It's not the place, not the time, but Texas, you know. But, you know, if you've been there, this is just Wonderful, right? I mean, it's, it's an amazing, an amazing bridge, you know, and, and it, was, it was built in 1937. Uh, and just for you to know, you know, this bridge, the Golden Gate, Gate, Gate Bridge, was completed and it cost at that time $35 million, which is the equivalent to almost $800 million today, with a little more, you know, of inflation. But... You know, this, this bridge was built in two different stages or phases, you know. And then 
The first one, you know, it took so, so long. It took really long time, you know. Uh, and, and it was because there were no safety devices, you know. And as a result of this, you know, 20, I think around 23 or more, you know, men fell from the bridge. And, you know, they died. And so, I don't know about it. If, if you have a hard time going to work, I will not be excited to go and work there, you know. I will, I will be, I'll be like, okay, maybe I'll see you later, baby. You know, but. Everything changed, remember, it was built in two different phases, right? Everything changed when they built a safety net. And so when this happened, and I love this example, I truly love it. Uh, and when this happened, you know, I mean, men start working faster, confident. I mean, I will even be jumping in the net, you know? It's completely different now. It's like, okay, it's my turn to jump in the net, you know? And so, so they were just like working, and they were confident that if they fell off, hopefully in the net, right? If they fell off and they have security uh, devices, you know, they will not die. Now, you know, when you are uh, an international student, you know, and when you're coming from different country, there's three things that you need to secure. The first one is housing, food, and somehow transportation, you know. All this I'm saying is, as humans, we're always looking for security. And then, you know, things are changing so often. And so this is not guaranteed. You know, the events that are happening right now around the world with Israel, you know, and, and then the war in Ukraine. And, and, and so, so there's... There's just a certain point of security that we can have, you know. But I just love this example because for me, it shows, you know, how is our life when we truly, truly trust in God. You might be in the worst situation, you know, but when you put all your confidence, all your trust in Christ, even if you fail, He's never going to abandon you. So. Let's, let's read very quick, as I know time is getting there. But if we see is, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not spare his own son, but deliver him for us all. How will he not also with him freely give us all things? Who will bring a charge against God's elected? Who is the one who justifies? Who is the one who condemns? Christ is he who died, but rather was raised. Who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. Now, I love this part of the scripture. I mean, I, all the scripture is great, right? But there's some verses that really speak to our life. And it's like, and, and Paul is getting there, you know. He is getting there. It, it, he's getting to the, maybe the most comforting or, or encouraging, you know, uh, passages in the, in, the, in the Bible, you know. And there's a few things that I just want to know very quickly here, you know. When, and we're going to continue reading that because that's a lot. But, you know, on, this, on these verses, we can find this. And take this for your life, you know. When you are in God, in Christ, you know, when you are in God, there's no opposition. And why is that? 
because God is with us, you know. God is with us. And this is something that we usually can forget about, but you got to remember every time, you know, that he is working in our behalf, you know. And so, who can be against us? Think about it. Who can be against this? He gave his own son. He gave his, his son Jesus. And if he gives you the most precious thing, how he cannot give us the rest? How many of you have like a very, a very, a vehicle with a large engine? I know with this is Texas, so I know there's one the more hand that has to be raised, right? I mean, yeah. I, you know, large vehicles, you know, it's like those pickup trucks, like B20, you know, and so, but you don't buy that pickup truck, you know, and then you don't have money for the gas, right? A, a person that is rich, you know, it's not going to buy a, a, a really expensive vehicle and then not have money for insurance. And I just want to remind you this, you know. That God gave up his son to buy our, your eternal life. And if he did that, he will do the rest. He will do everything. He will fulfill his word. But this said, there's no condemnation. Maybe sometimes we might feel condemned. Maybe sometimes, you know, we might feel that we are being pointed, you know. But he is the one who justifies us. Who is the one who condemns? And then Paul says, Christ is, Christ Jesus, is he who died? Yes, rather was raised, who is the right, at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. So the first one on this, if you, if you take these verses, Jesus Christ died, but he was raised. He is sitting in power and victory. And now he is at the right hand of God, interceding for us. Don't forget that, church. Don't forget that if you gave your life to Christ, just remember that safety net. We have someone who is interceding for us not to fall in the void and die. And that's Jesus. That's what he did for us. So you might be struggling with sin, you know, and you are questioning, you know, if God will forgive you. You know, maybe uh, you, you being committing sin, you know, in the past, and then you, you, start, you, you start thinking, you know, you start feeling guilty, but don't let guilt to paralyze you. Just let God's assurance and security to inspire you to stay connected with Christ in fellowship. Seek from him. And with this, there is no separation. There is no separation. Who will separate us? From the love of Christ. Do you know the answer of that? If I ask you, who will separate us from the love of Christ? What's the answer? No one. 
Simple. I love simple and straight answers, right? No one, no one will separate us from the love of Christ. No one. So, remember this. My salvation does not depend from my love for Christ. If we think about this, we're, we're seeing this wrong. If we think that, it's, that if I do things, God will, or Christ will stop loving me, we're seeing the gospel in a wrong way because there's nothing that we can do. Our love cannot affect the way that God loves us. It's actually because of his love. You know, it's because we depend upon Christ's love for us that we have life. So, I'm almost done, I promise. Almost there. Let's go together just to some of the most important things, you know. If we go to the verse 38 and 39. And I might actually ask you. Now, there you go. This is something that I want you to take home. I'm, I'm missing some spots, but this is, this is something that I really want us to embrace. Whatever you're going through your life, you got to remember that we have security in Christ. And so I want to invite us to read this together. And we're going to read it a couple of times, okay? So bear with me. But when we read this, I want to invite you to speak it to your life. Because this part of the scripture is something that has to be a constant reminder of what he has done for us, but also the hope that we have. So are you ready? I know you've been interacting with me a lot today, but let's read together, okay? Read it, let's, let's read it together first, okay? But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death or life, angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor hate, nor ship, nor other. Take a look at that I. That affirms, it doesn't leave room to ambiguity, right? I practiced that word five times. Promise. But can you read this to the person next to you? If you are with your family, can you read this to the person next to you? And if you are not with a, with a family member, this is Midtown, okay? So let's get together with someone. Can we read this together? You ready? Okay. Let's read it with determination, okay? And you might, let's do it together, okay? One, two, three. But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him. Come on, church.
Can we believe that? Amen. Let's believe that. No matter what we're going through today, if we put ourselves in the right standing, you know, if we allow God, well, and he will do it, right? But if we put ourselves in that position, you know, we'll be able to see these things. And we'll be able, church, to embrace this journey where the Holy Spirit guides us, where we see God's purpose, you know, prevailing in our lives, and his love remains unshakable. So I just want to invite you to this. I want to encourage you to find comfort, to find strength in the Holy Spirit intercession. In this season, as you are going, you know, through different things, as you might see transitions, you know, and we're, we're having some moments, you know, where, where it's easy to lose sight. Let's look what the Lord has done. Let's celebrate what the Lord has done. And let's trust together in the future hope that we have. Because his glory, his purpose, sorry, is to be glorified. So in everything that we are living, it will be glorified. Just two things before we are calling the worship uh, team. And, and I want to invite worship team to come. You know, claim the promises of God's word. Read this scripture. Read it. Memorize it. Maybe you don't have many gigabytes, you know, like me. But just claim them. And when you do that, Let's love others with God's unconditional love. Remember, everything that we're seeing right now, everything that if you can remember one thing from this message, remember that we are secure in him. And that's, that's worthy of celebration. That's worthy of gratefulness. That's worthy of in the midst of what we're going through right now, look to the future that is secure in him. Amen.